Maybe Morgan dressed like Wolverine Maybe Dave ate his way out of trouble Maybe Dustin's diorama came in last Maybe Morgan tunneled out of jail Maybe Dustin ran for council member Maybe Dave found himself horribly miscast Find out what happened Yes, find out what happened Since when last we left our Welcome to When Last We Left Our Podcast, a bi-weekly storytelling podcast hosted by me, Morgan Pielli. Me, Dave Worth. And me, Dustin Diodato. Why, each week we tell true life stories inspired by the events that happened to us since the last time we recorded this very podcast. When last we left our podcast, Morgan confronted his past. Dustin confused Las Vegas, and Dave coffeed his face. This week, Dustin stresses out about relaxing. Morgan gets irrationally angry at people doing their jobs, and Dave learns a valuable lesson. All right. Okay. So, Dustin. Yes. How did you stress yourself out relaxing? Well, my wife, uh, I, I, I have arguably a stressful job. I think everybody does. Uh, mine's a lot of, like, people stress. Uh, so my wife got me a massage for Christmas, and I waited a solid five and a half months. Uh, before I before I took the uh, certificate, and I went to a place called Ohm Spa. Uh, yeah, no, I was worried about it from the start, <laughs> but it was it was actually fine. Um, here's the thing about like anything like this, I um, I envision uh, a, going to get a massage at a spa to be something that like like rich people do. Yeah, and I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I'm not super crazy poor, but I'm not rich. Uh, and I and I don't want to appear like new money in those situations, you know? Like, if I'm going to go there, I want to I want to give the impression that, like, I've been there, I've done that, you know? Um, so that was my main goal in, like, in going there. Like, I wasn't even super concerned about the massage. Like, I wanted to get through the massage, but I also wanted to, like, pull it off. I think if you're describing a massage as something you get through. <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. Or Maybe. pull off like a bank job. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm admittedly, I didn't start in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so uh, I went there after work um, and uh, it, the elevator sort of opens up into a little area where there are two like incredibly gorgeous women sitting at a desk surrounded by lotions that they're trying to sell you. You don't know, like... Like, because if you if you've ever been to uh, a massage place like that, they just they want to sell you like waxes and lotions and oils and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, so you know, I, I introduced myself, um, and they had that like, oh yeah, you're here, and it's like you're really excited for me, you know. <laughs> so I was like already put off because like no matter how like committed a relationship you're in, no matter how like cool you are, like when two beautiful women are like happy to see you you're instantly like what's happening mm. like there's nothing there's nothing like good going on as i automatically got more nervous um they handed me a three-page document to fill out in advance of my massage which i did not realize there were three pages worth of questions that a person could ask uh and they were mostly like did you ever did you pull a thing is that why you're here or like do you have a crazy scar that you don't want us to touch or anything like that um so Filled it out. I gave it to them. I'm like, okay, let me grab your jacket and your bag, and uh, you know, and we'll we'll take you to the uh, 
to the locker room to get, you know, to get changed, which was where I knew like stress was going to start. Um, the whole concept of like, I don't know you, but I'm taking off my clothes immediately. Like, you know, got me nervous. So I handed her, I handed the lady the bag, I handed her my coat. Um, and I had given it to her maybe like 15 seconds. I, I handed it off for about 15 seconds when the, they were like, okay, we'll just come through here. Um, here's a little lounge where you can wait. And here's the locker room, both which were pitch black. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and need my bag back, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and my jacket back. Cause I need my flashlight and I need my cane. So, uh, already now I'm just like, I'm, you know, a little nervous and like, okay, well, uh, just go into here, uh, go into the locker room, your locker 25, everything that you need is in there. Um, I was like, great. And you would think that there would be like a door that says men's or women's. Um, there's not, um, you go through a curtain to a series of other curtains, uh, with no clear indicator where a door would or should be like, the best way I can describe it is if you were going to fight a ninja in a place that you and the ninja had previously agreed on, this would be the place. Cause it's got a whole bunch of like random sheets hanging. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's meant for like subterfuge. Um, <laughs> so I went into, I went into the first room that I could find as a room. I just have to, I have to pause you. Yeah. I wouldn't put myself on the ninjas. Like that, that puts yourself on, on the ninjas. Like turf, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a ninja compromise. You're both agreeing to an imperfect solution, which is yeah. He wants the sheets and or she, and you want sort of like an enclosed space. So this is the you go find a spot. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. It's been negotiated. I feel like I would fight a ninja in an open field. Sure, you would, but the ninja wants uh, sheets hanging from ceilings and um, you know a warm bath nearby. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Ninjas like their baths. Sure. All right, sorry to interrupt. I'll probably edit that out. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know why you would. No, it's keep gold. it. Fine. Uh, so, uh, so I go into the locker room uh, and I'm like, oh, where is 25? Because it's like, how many locker rooms can there be? Because they're like, they said my name would be like on the locker. And I'm looking all over the place and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm visually impaired, but like, I can't. I, I don't see my name. And I'm ready to go um, to like go say something. And I was like, oh, that's probably because I'm in the woman's locker room <laughs> uh no women came in uh fortunately uh but yeah i was i was very much in the woman's locker room for a good like three solid minutes of just hanging in there very thankful that nobody came in and i didn't get arrested um so after another few minutes i'm trying to figure out where the hell the other room was behind like which curtain the other room was behind um i got in there uh opened the locker uh, which did in fact have my name on it um and there was a robe, um, and there were slippers, and then there was this other piece of fabric, <laughs> and I didn't know what it was for, but I was like, I don't know if I'm going to need it. Like, it was, it was in the robe material, but, like, imagine if you had, like, just the top of sweatpants. Okay. So it's got, like, the, like, the little cord Kind of not, you know what I mean? Like where it's bunched up, um, except it's not, uh, it's not together. It's just a piece of free form fabric with With a cord, with a cord, um, that couldn't have fixed anything. Like there was, the cord wasn't actually out of it. The cord was like sewn into it. So it was just a piece of fabric that I had no explanation (laughs) for whatsoever. But I was like, I should bring this with me. 
because they gave it to me. Like, they didn't just throw extra fabric <laughs> into this thing. So I took it, uh, and I went into uh, the lounge area to wait, uh, which for, for your normal average person is a very relaxing place to be. It is, um, it's filled with couches and, and I'm told snacks, but I never found those snacks. Um, uh, lit mostly by candlelight and it has a giant TV in it. So for me, kind of nightmare because everything was like randomly placed around the room. Uh, and I was like, there was like maybe two or three other people in there and there were two rooms. I decided to go in the room where they weren't, but like I was the guy who was ruining everything by like banging into shit (laughs) and like shining my flashlight all over the place. So I was like, okay, just sit down like, and just just wait because I'm just going in there to wait. And, uh, the, there's a TV and it was the, one of the biggest TVs I've ever seen. It had to be like a 65 inch TV and it was like 4k, like super high quality. Um, but it was just, I sat there for about six minutes and all it was doing was like, there was a cityscape when I first walked in the room and within like 10 seconds, it dissolved into this shot and it was a shot like far away from an Island, um, that, uh, like had mountains on it. And for a solid 10 minutes, it slowly moved closer to the island. <laughs> Just like painfully, painfully, slowly. <laughs> closer to While like Enya music was playing. Um, not related to the video. Um, and I didn't realize that it was a drone because at a certain point, like it was getting really close to the shore, and I was like, "You're gonna hit the shore! Like you're gonna you're, you're gonna hit the shore! Like why? Like you're gonna..." And then it like zoomed past the shore. I was like, "Okay, it was a plane." <laughs> uh, and that was all that happened for ten minutes, and it was really like, like for me, a TV person, I was like, "When are you gonna cut to the next thing? Like cut to cut to another thing?" I saw New York City, cut to a fucking thing, um, and they didn't. Uh, and then eventually, the lady came to get me, and she said, "Hi, I'm," and then I completely forgot her name. Like, I know she said her name, and I know it was something simple. I know it was, like, Charlotte or something like that. No idea what her name was. And immediately realized, like, I can't ask her what her name is again. So she brought me into the room. Um, We were supposed to have, like, a 15-minute session of, like, well, what are you looking for? Uh, Which basically turned into, like, hi, um, this is the room. So, yeah. And she was a very nice lady. uh, Small... uh, I'm going to say like Hispanic lady, but I can't really, I'm not really sure. Just sort of like more darker skinned, but I'm not a hundred percent sure of her nationality. And, um, she's like, okay, um, like here's the table. Um, just sort of get under the, you know, get under the sheet. Um, and just let me know when you're, when you're ready, I'll, I'll leave the room, which was a weird conceit to begin with because she was going to basically touch almost all of my body. But we both agreed that I felt weird about the fact that I was taking off my robe like in front of her, even though like there was nothing that she wasn't actually going to touch, let alone see. Um, but she, she did, she left. Um, and I, I lied down on the table and then like some time passed and I was like, I, do am I supposed to know the word to make her come back in the room <laughs> or like is there a button of some kind? Uh so eventually I was like, 
okay. <laughs> uh, and then she like came back into the room. You solved it. Yeah, I did. The word's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, it started off with like a a weird thing. I was nervous in the very beginning because before like the massage even started, there was some sort of like aromatherapy thing where she's like, breathe in. And I was like, what am I breathing? Like what, you know, because you're, you can't see anything because um, you're like in a, you know, a thing. Um, but it was okay. And then like 10 minutes went by. And the massage was going fine. Like, it's a massage. It, it, it felt good or whatever. But, like, I'm not the type of person that 10 minutes can go by without me saying anything. So, like, you know, like if I'm at a doctor, I'm making jokes the whole time because I'm, like, nervous. And in this case, I was nervous. So, like, I felt like I needed to say something. So, like, after, like, 10 minutes, I was like, do you hate this music? <laughs> she was like, what? And I was like, do you hate this music? I'm assuming that it's a playlist and it plays over and over again. She's like, oh, yeah, no, we hate this music. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Because <laughs> uh, I couldn't think of anything else to relate to her about. Like, I wasn't going to talk about the massage that I was getting because that's fucking creepy, you know? So I just had to ask her, like, I asked her about uh, if she hated that music. I asked her uh, if a lot of the people that came in there were rich douchebags. And she said some, but not most. Um, yeah, and uh, and I asked her if they ever have a rock and roll night when uh, they don't play any music <laughs> and they just like have a good time. Um, and um, the actual massage was fine. It was an hour long because uh, that's what she had paid for. My that's what Joy had paid for. Um, and yeah, like you, the weird thing is you don't feel better right away. Like I don't know if you guys have ever had one, but like um, mostly like they're beating the crap out of certain parts of your body an effort to sort of loosen them up. But like that part of your body hurts when you are done. So like you, you feel like you want to like be walking on air and you're not, you're just sort of like, ow, a little bit, you know, like not, not totally. Cause the rest of my body was fine. But like the parts that like my back that she was working on the most definitely was like, ow, this hurts, but great the next day. Um, so I went back to the locker room, um, to get my clothes, <laughs> discovered that I forgot the combination that I <laughs> that I had been told to put it, that like that they tell you like oh just make something up with four digits and I was like okay great and I completely forgot <laughs> the four digits <laughs> so I had to go get one of the two eighties to uh, to open it up uh, changed uh, into my normal clothes went you know went to go pay and went to the elevator um, and like I almost stalled because as I was walking towards the elevator I saw the massage lady also waiting for the elevator because I guess I was her last person of the day. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want to take this elevator with this lady. <laughs> um, just because I felt like she didn't want to take it with me. You know, like we had had our time. It was in a room. We were like, you know, um, but it, it, we took the elevator down and in like super silence in that like obvious looking at our cell phones kind of way where you're just kind of like I'm not looking at it like we're not looking at a thing like you know that you're not looking at a thing um, and then we went our separate ways and there's nothing really much to get from it other than that was a weird story <laughs> that, that was that was like I am very bad at relaxing because all I can think of is like how I'm fucking up relaxing it is yeah as soon as you have to think about doing it it's that much harder to do yeah I had that experience at the elevator um, with an audition about a year and a half ago 
<clears throat> this is before I, I had representations. So I was auditioning to be represented, and it went really badly, really badly. And then I got into the elevator, and I hit down, but someone had called the elevator from above, so it went up a floor. Then it went back down to the floor I was just on, and the guy who had auditioned me got on the elevator. And we were just like, hey, lunch, huh? Yeah, lunch. And then it, it was a really slow elevator ride, and just like, yeah, we're both staring at our phones very consciously, trying to pretend the other one wasn't there. <laughs> it's horrible. And you never heard from him again? No, 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 no. Oh, that went really badly. That was, <laughs> that was an awful audition. Which I, it confuses me how like a, a voiceover audition could go, like, well, it were was, you just saying the wrong words? It wasn't, or? A, it wasn't a voiceover audition. It was, I, at least I think it was his interview to be represented. And he like threw some, after I waited for about 30 minutes in his tiny little office, he then turned to me, threw a couple of scripts at me and just like, go. And I had no time to prepare and I just started reading and I hadn't practiced. It was, yeah, it was rough. I'm sorry. That's all right. I got representation in another place where they didn't treat me like a piece of chattel. It was great. Good. But yeah, but I know how hard it is to like, to consciously force yourself to relax because that's the opposite of how that works. Yeah. Uh, I think it's your turn. Right? It is. I'm going right. to cough though because I'm getting over a cold. So give me one second. <coughs> oh man, it's delicious sounding. Um, so... I w- this happened today, and I was not in the greatest mood starting out. Um, I have been frantically working on this big group of projects at work that were kind of thrust in my direction um, to completely revamp these newsletters that we do. And it's been a tremendous amount of work, and it meant that other stuff that's normally on my, my, um, my to-do list kind of got pushed off a bit and pushed down and pushed down and pushed down. And when I was finally able to get to them, it was like the day before the, the deadline. <clears throat> and it was a bunch of um, ads that go up on our website. So I had an audition today really late. It was a 2.50 audition. It takes me about a half an hour to get anywhere in the city. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm doing this on my lunch break, so I have to wait until 2.20 before I can even take a lunch. Um, so I was grumpy from a long day, grumpy from just a ton of work, and just before, as I'm, um, just before I'm getting out the door to go to the audition, I get an email from my boss, who's away for the day, <clears throat> saying like, hey, by the way, um, I know you got that, like, those bunch of ads done um, before the deadline, but in the future, if you could do them a, cu- like, a couple days before the deadline so that you know, this other coworker has time to put them up online. And I'm like, you, you're the one who assigned me all of this work. You know that I've been scrambling to get this all done. And also, I know the only reason you're sending me this email is because that other person passive-aggressively emailed you about it, because that person and I have a history. Also, need we define the word deadline? Yep. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Right? Also, I used to be the one who put them online. Granted, there were 15 or 20 of them. It doesn't take that long. And also, yeah, that was a lot for her to put online. I had to make all of them in a day. It. Anyway, so I left not in the greatest mood. Um... Half the elevators don't work in our building currently, and the ones that do work, um, everyone in the building uses, and we're on the 21st floor. So getting out of the building takes a good 10 or so minutes. So now I'm already running behind. I'm running late, getting to this audition. It's in the Flatiron District, which is not too far away. It's probably like 10 minutes by train, um, provided the trains run on time. Get out the door. I finally get out of the building. Um, after we stop on every f- goddamn floor, I get out the building, I get to the train, the train's running good enough, fine, it's gross, whatever, but I get, finally get to the Flatiron District, I find the building that this uh, audition is in. 
And I run through the door and I see the elevator door um, has just opened and there's another guy waiting for it. And I run in and um, I run past the front desk and I see that the security guard's not there. So I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to sign in. Bullshit. I, I'm like, I'm going to get the, I'm going to get um, the elevator door. And I, I get in just in time, just as the door starts to close. And I notice that the other guy in the, that's in the elevator with me, um, first of all, I'm like, ah, oh, he's a handsome guy. I bet he's got a really good voice. I'm like, this is my competition. Like that's always goes through my mind. Like you see a guy with a lantern jaw, you're like, oh, it's probably one of those guys who's got like a really, really professional voice. Um, I know the correlation doesn't necessarily line up there, but whatever. And I, but I noticed that he pushed the floor above me, which is awesome for two reasons. One, it means I'm not competing with handsome dude. He's not doing voiceover. And two, it means I'm getting off before him. So it's a straight shot. It's just the two of us. Handsome guy voiceovers. <laughs> <laughs> when you want to hear it in our smile. When you want to hear it in your pants. Um, so the elevator door closes. But just before it closes, the tip of a cane stops it. I'm like, ah, oh, well. All right. So the door's closing. The guy's trying to, like, shove the cane in. So I put my arm through the door to open it. I'm like, fine, I'll take the hit for a couple seconds so this guy can get in. But as the door opens, I realize it's not the tip of a cane. It's a broom handle. And on the other end of the broom handle is a security guard. And he looks like your typical white male red-faced security guard. He's, he's a little bit round. He's got a fussy mustache. And he's got a waistcoat. And he's got authority in his eyes. And he looks at me and he silently, condescendingly just gestures come here to me. And I'm not sure if he's doing it to both of us. So I look at the handsome guy and the handsome guy's got sunglasses on and he's not moving at all. And I look back at the security guard and the security guard's just doing it to me. And he says, got to sign in. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm about to go up. I'm already running late. I have to sign in your fucking guest book. What does this accomplish? This accomplishes nothing. This isn't going to stop terrorists from coming in and bombing your building. I'm clearly not a terrorist. Even if I was, you'd be dead by now. This, this is literally theater. I come out of the elevator grumbling. I'm de- I debate whether or not to swear at this guy, but I'm also not very good at confrontation. So instead, I'm just like, really? I'll sign your goddamn guest book again. Grumble, 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 grumble. I sign the, the goddamn guest book. Go back to the elevator. Now I have to wait because it's all the way at the top of the building. The elevator comes down. I get in. I go up, I go and do the audition, and I do an okay job because I'm in a terrible mood, so my throat's like kind of tense and a little closed up, so it's not as relaxed as I'd like to be. Um, I just feel like I got bullied, so like I'm red-faced, and I'm just going over in my head. The whole time I should be prepping for this audition, I'm just going over like, what should I have done differently? How should I have handled it differently? And the fact of the matter is, is that there's nothing I really could have done differently because he was just doing his job. Like, he's a security guard. He has to make sure everyone signs in. He probably gets yelled at if they don't. And don't get me wrong. When I left the building, I made a point of looking right past him as I walked past his desk. Like, I couldn't even be bothered to give him a second look. And he's looking straight at me as I go past him. So I'm trying to be as, like, cool and collected and badass about this as possible which is of course the most childish response possible so uh yeah that's that's basically my story um i got really really angry at a guy doing his job after getting really really angry at my boss for doing her job i think i might be the asshole in this story (laughs) 
<laughs> Perhaps. Uh, <laughs> but I'm still really pissed about that. Like, dude, you couldn't have just given me like you went out of your way to get a broom. First of all, a broom handle. What the fuck was that about? Why weren't you at your desk? If this is so important to you that everyone signs in, why weren't you there? Why did you abandon your post at the ship of building that you are in command of? Everything about it made me angry. It still makes me angry. It only happened about six hours ago and I'm still fuming. For six the, hours? Yeah. For the record, um, when one, in one of my old offices, we got broken into. We had uh, a bunch of computers stolen. Uh, those guys all signed in. One with his real name. Really? <laughs> yes. Were they caught? Uh, yes. Okay, well, so I guess the system uh, works. O- only one guy did time. The other guy, one guy's on the run, uh, and I don't know what happened with the other guy. <laughs> really? He's still yeah. on the run. On the run, with, still on the run with, with computers that are now, that now go for like a nickel. Yes. <laughs> They're completely worthless. Yeah, uh, but yeah, one of them signed in with his real name, and we're like, what? Wow. Like, That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... <sighs> So it doesn't help at all. No, it's pointless. It's so stupid. And to add insult to injury, because they've been renovating our building, um, we used to have those, what do you call them, where you, like, you scan your card and the little door things open, then you can walk oh, yeah, past. Yeah. yeah. But because they renovated it, they took all those out and they haven't put them back in. So now they've got this like single obelisk that you wave your card in front of and then it beeps. Nothing opens. There's nothing like preventing you from walking past it other than the women who stand in the lobby in the tight, the, the, the uh, suits who say like, excuse me, you have to sign in. In which case, why not just have them sign you in in a book? Like why even have the obelisk? It's so to save you time. Is it saving me time? Yeah. I, I because guess you, it's saving you don't have to sign in. If you have to sign true, in every time true. you run in and out. But if I were a terrorist who wanted to also steal laptops, I could walk past that. And then I would just have to subdue the two guards. I probably shouldn't be giving my plan. Yeah, no, where, where I got furious one time is uh, when I was working at uh, VH1, the security guard in that particular building um, wanted to see your ID. Like, there was no like scanner. He showed him ID. He wanted to see your ID every single time. Yeah. Um, so like I had nodded to him on the way out. Uh, and I was with a bunch of people, and then, like, I forget exactly what happened, but I didn't have my ID coming back. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I can't let you in. And I was like, but you know that I work here. Yeah. All these people have badges. You know that I work here. And he's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to let you in. So, like, somebody had to go get it. Or like, I forget exactly what it was, but it was definitely, like, a situation where I was like, you are accomplishing nothing. Yeah. Like, you were definitely wrong here. That happens to some friends of mine, and it's always the male guards doing that to the female um, employees hmm. they they will insist they still have to they still have to get their badge they won't like just let them blow past or use like that like there's that swinging the swinging door for i guess people bringing in packages and stuff that you can just go through um but they never challenge me about it there but it's always the men challenging the women weird Jerks. a lot of problems anyway so that's my story uh, i guess i'll tell mine um so this is a story uh, about some things that happened to me, but it's also about uh, some things about storytelling that make me sometimes a little uncomfortable. Uh, so let's go on this journey, guys. Um, I uh, I walk a dog. Uh, I'll call Snoopy. Snoopy's uh, a great dog. She's she's older, um, uh, but she loves people, uh, and uh, uh, dogs tend to be not very granular in their love of people. Like, they don't really categorize us the way uh, 
we categorize us. You know, they don't have our our racisms and our sexisms and like the like million little subtle clues you look for about whether a guy's like the same socioeconomic class as you or not not all dogs, but there are some dogs that will There are some dogs that are a little racist here and there and there are so, and there are some dogs that if they've had bad experiences with like a guy wearing a hat, they mm-hmm. might hate people in hats or right. get freaked out by that sort of thing. But generally speaking, if a dog likes people, it likes most people. Um even people who don't like the Beatles or who vote Republican, it, it still likes them. Um, That's the problem with dogs. Well, it, it, it kind of, but it's also, I mean, like, aren't we all supposed to live that way? Like, aren't we all supposed to be like, I see the human past the human or the spirit, if you're a spiritual. No, if you, if, if you don't at least appreciate the Beatles, then no. <laughs> Guys, I've got a confession to make. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I have almost no opinion. I like some of their songs. Oh, great. Yeah. Get out. Um, anyway, so the uh, point is to say, like, dogs in some ways are, like, uh, like the best type of humans, right? You're supposed, like, everybody's supposed to be, like, I love all people, even if I don't agree with them, even if they're, quote, unquote, bad people. I, I just see them as people, right? <clears throat> um, so the best type of humans, the kind that look your face when you walk in the room. <laughs> that's what you're going for. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, that's why I married my wife. Um, anywho, so I'm walking Snoopy, I think it was on Thursday, and, um, we're just walking around, taking it kind of slow, because she's an older girl, and, uh, we're walking down this residential street, and uh, I don't even really see this guy until we've walked past him, and I hear him start to be like, hey girl, hey girl, come here, come here, girl, I love you. Um, and Snoopy immediately, like, bolts for him because she loves him instantly right and uh so i turn around and now we've turned around and now snoopy wants to say hi to the guy and the guy wants to say hi to snoopy so it'd be super rude of me to break this up and that's when i see the guy and the guy he's probably in his 60s uh his hair is kind of sticking out everywhere he's got a big smile on his face which reveals that he has almost no teeth really disheveled clothes, big belly, the type of shoes that have been stepped into the heel so much that they're basically slippers. Um, And he's holding two plastic bags that are basically only filled with other plastic bags. And I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at Snoopy, and Snoopy's like, I want want to love this guy. I'm going to do it. Uh, and so like Snoopy, like gets up as close as she can and the guy like leans down and he's, he's got clearly a bad back, so we can't really lean down that far, but he's, he's petting her on the head and he's like, yeah, good girl, yeah, good girl, I love you, I love you, baby, yeah, good girl. And Snoopy's like, I love you, you are showing me attention and you're human and I love humans who show me attention. So that goes on for a little bit. Um, and I get anxious because you do in that situation. I'm not proud of it, but I do. Um, and then the dog, you know, is like, all right, well, cool. I got to go smell some stuff and crap on it. <laughs> uh, busy day. So a little behind schedule, but it was cool to meet you. Starts wandering back towards me. And um, the guy looks at me and he goes, thank you. You made my day. 
Yeah. I went, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> and we walked, we walked away. Um, and so that's what happened. And here's the thing about it, though. Like, because here's the thing I struggled with. When it happened, I was like, oh, you know, I might tell this as a story. And then, like, instantly, the part of my brain that was like, let's make this a story with a capital S was like, well, what's the lesson? What did I learn here? What do I take away from this? What, did, uh, well, what, what can I say about how this simple man and, and this simple beast taught me a lesson? Uh, you know, it, it, like, there's this, like, part of it is, part of my discomfort with that is for me to inject that much of me into this would be to totally elide past everything that happened to this poor guy that made him that guy there uh, who met me, you know? Um, and, you know, sometimes uh, I'll, I'll think about, like, what if heaven's real? <laughs> In the sense of what if... Um, uh, the, 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 cl- the, the clouds above are peopled by angels and there's pearly gates and there's St. Peter there. And, uh, and what if I die having lived the life I've lived in New York and go to heaven? And, and I think I would get to like heaven and St. Peter would just like open the big book of my sins and like just to a random day and be like, okay, uh, March 23rd, 2011, uh, you went to like some uh, new dessert restaurant and got the hot new dessert there, uh, which was, I guess, uh, 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 ice cream sandwiches, but made with brownies instead of cookies, which I just made up, but it sounds fucking delicious. Sounds really good. <laughs> so somebody, nobody do that. It's mine. Somebody I, do that. I want to eat it now. I will make it happen for you, Morgan. All it's right. mine. And, um uh, you, you went to that restaurant, you spent like 45 bucks there on your way there. You passed three visibly homeless people like lying on the street and you didn't help them. Why? And I'd probably be like, well, I didn't know what, what to do. And St. Peter might be like, well, you had, you have shelter, you have food, you have water. They needed all those things. Why didn't you, why didn't you offer it to them? Well, I, I, I didn't think it would, it would, it would help. Well, did not helping help? <laughs> no, but I, I mean, the world's just, I don't know. Well, did you look into anything else that might help? Did you, did you try to, like social services or anything? I don't know what those are. Did you look into what they are? No, I didn't. Why not? Well, I guess I thought that the world has been this way for so long that, I guess it's just going to be this way. And then St. Peter would probably like loudly sigh (laughs) (laughs) and a hole in the clouds would open and I'd be cast into the fire pits of hell. Um, Where I'm going with that uh, is that is to say, I don't feel like I learned anything from this interaction. I am still that guy. And I'm still a person who is going to profit by the systems that led me to be the guy walking the dog and the other guy to be the guy who wanted to pet the dog and led me to be uncomfortable with that interaction and led the other guy to like very sincerely say to me, thank you, in, fa- in spite of the fact that I had done really nothing for him. 
Can, can I challenge all your assumptions? Please. Um, I think you did learn something in there. And I don't think this story necessarily has to have a moral per se. And sure. I don't think that you are radically a different person than you were before it happened. I think the idea with that type of thing is that you are mildly a different person than before that happened because you are mildly 1.008% more likely to allow the dog to <laughs> uh, to talk to that person next sure. time because you've experienced it, realized it ain't so bad. Right, but that's not change, and that's not... Um, Isn't it, though? No, it's not. It doesn't change anything about that guy's circumstances or my own. And uh, additionally, um, it, it only reinforces what I already knew. That guy's human. He's probably fine. He's probably a totally nice guy. I'm just uncomfortable. All that is... All, all that's known. Well, I think what Justin he, is saying is now maybe you'll be more likely to be even more open with the next per- person I, I, like but, I, but I won't because I have a lifetime of anxiety about this sort of thing backing me up like this happened to happen but it's not it, but but I'm not going to start giving m- money to the many homeless people right I'm but I guess my point is that I don't think I, I think there are very 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 few events in life that radically change you as a person but there are a million events that change you mildly as a person yeah and I think this is one of those events yeah, maybe I think for me it more uh, reaffirmed all that I already know about my own uh, culpability in in in, in, an, in an evil in an evil world. Um, I I think the other thing that I would challenge you on is whether or not like like in your Saint Peter scenario, mm. um, you are taking the conceit uh, that. In order to be a good person in the eyes of St. Peter or whomever or religion or whatever, um, that you need to be uh, vigilant on all fronts for all people at all times. Um, and I would say that like the money that you have raised um, for charity in your life and the things that you've done have been great. Um, that's the battle that you chose to fight. I will sometimes look at people who are raising money for clothes for dogs who get cold. You know, or whatever. Or any Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. And I'm basically like, fuck you, cancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, and it's like, no. There are, there are millions of people who are raising money for cancer. There are 11 people who are raising money for pets that need coats. I'm going to say that it's probably the opposite. Uh, I, Just I mean, based on my experience with Kickstarter campaigns, you know, it's, it could, yeah. it's probably but, the opposite. But, but you understand what I mean. I do. I do. And it makes it, me even sadder. Is that like... That we all can't, like, we all shouldn't necessarily donate to cure cancer or, like, for me. Right. Like, I don't have We have to pick our battles because, no, it's, and I I face this dilemma every day because, you know, I also walk past many homeless people and I can't always spare money. Or if I, even if I have money in my pocket, I, it's hard for me to always justify that because I'm also not rich. Um, I'm probably lower middle class at this point. Um, but you have to pick your battles and yeah, I mean like the money that you raise for charity that's doing, you, it's hard to weigh one type of good over another, but it's still, it's a good, it's probably helping more people overall than stopping for every homeless person that you come across. And I mean, look what you are only one person. There is only so much that you can do unless you devote all of your time to doing that thing. Very few people are able to do that. Yeah. But the reason I call bring up saint peter is simply like all this would be like excuses 
Sure. Like, and well, all you, this, then all you got to ask St. Peter some questions. Why were we given free will? Were we given free will? Why haven't you solved some of these problems? Like, why right. is it all on us? Why is it all on, all, not just on us, but on the, the middle powerful people? Why aren't the most powerful people doing something about it? Either the most wealthy or God and all the magical wizard angels out there. Right. And like, come I on. mean, that's why I call it's it. It's a no scena- win scenario. I, that's why I call it a scenario. And also I point out, you know, like the, the semi-absurdity of the idea that heaven is actually a place in the clouds that St. Peter Right, heaven's a place on earth. <sighs> Sorry. Doesn't like the Beatles. <laughs> um, no, but the, the point isn't that I am a, any worse than anybody else or any better than anybody else or that I am particularly uh, any more culpable for anything. There's a, a diffusion of guilt here um, but that anxiety that kind of trembles at the back of your neck when you encounter a situation like that, I don't think it's because anybody honestly, legitimately believes a guy who looks like that guy is going to do any harm to anybody. I do. Yes, yeah, so it's New York. That uh, the plenty of people didn't get... define him very well. That guy was cut out of cream cheese. Okay, he wasn't going to hurt anybody. Okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, for every one of those, like I've seen guys holding knives. You know, yeah. I've seen people go go crazy. Like I have never ever felt in any way like legitimately threatened by a homeless. Okay, person. and and that's fine that you haven't, but I have. Well, but I'm, but it's a vulnerable. But no, but I think popu- Dave's saying it because it's Dave, Dave's never felt. I, yeah. I, yeah. And it's a vulnerable population. Like these sure. aren't people who commit crimes. These are people, by and large, who are just very sad. To some degree, yes, but I mean, a lot of them are there because they are mentally unstable yeah. and incapable of necessarily fitting into society in, in a perfect way, and some, some sometimes that manifests itself in violence. Yeah, the, right. the, the, the mentally uh, uh, different do not are by and large not violent. No, they're usually they're they're receivers of violence, and we are getting a little off track, so we should yeah. probably. Um, but but the I, I guess the the point that I'm trying the point that I was trying to get to before. Uh, and I, you know, as I said, is like the flaw in our storytelling method is that everything gets wrapped up in some sort of neat bow and we were never the same again. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, we are never the same again, but we're also not movie style, completely new and different people. Right. Everything. It's all by degrees. Everything yeah. affects you in some way. And if I'm telling something to you guys uh out there in listener land it's because it did affect me um uh which immediately undercuts my point that it didn't actually change me um but this affected me in the sense of like overarchingly it af- it affected my feeling of a lack of effect you know it it affected me through a feeling of lack of effect Okay, I mean, it's still an effect. I mean, yeah. reinforcement yeah. is still an effect. So it's still going to color your next interaction, even if it is by a single degree. I think on that note, yeah, we do need to wrap this episode up with a bow. Guys, let's go around and say all the lessons that we've learned today. <laughs> it's all hold hands. Come on. Uh, I learned that uh, Morgan gets deeply enraged at those who, who are just trying to reach out to him with broomsticks. And I learned that you can never trust what's on the other end of that broomstick. I, I learned that you don't like the Beatles. That's not necessarily true. Pretty much. I don't dislike the Beatles. I would say that my views on the Beatles have been reinforced by my experiences today. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to <laughs> When Last We Left Our Podcast. Rate uh, us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes.
Uh, or, do, or don't. No, I mean, no. You right, you. Right up. Be a good person. <laughs> Think of St. Peter. Thank mm-hmm. you.